Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the M&M Show. We are very stoked for today's podcast. We are talking about living a courageous life. And in my humble opinion, courage is one of the most underrated Mm -hmm. traits because courage is so central to life in general and every aspect of what we do. So often, day in and day out, we do things that take a lot of courage and we don't even realize it. Mm -hmm. And if we don't have courage and develop courage, we often will get stuck. Mm -hmm. And so let's get into it. And so we're first going to talk about overcoming fear and how we got it all wrong. Right now, we think, okay, once I have the courage, I'll overcome the fear. Mm-hmm. That's right. And that's not how it works. You don't just overcome your fear and then do something courageous. You do something courageous and then you overcome your fear. It's kind of, I always tell people, I'm like, life works backwards. <laughs> There's so many instances in life where life just works backwards. And I think it's designed to be that way where you have to have courage before you overcome your fear or simultaneously. I think about, I'm terrified, terrified, terrified to give birth. (laughs) Right. You are absolutely terrified. And when it, it's not the pregnancy and it's not the raising of the child that like gets me. Right. But it's the, the however long period of labor and delivery. Could be a while. And you don't know how long it's going to be. And I don't just get the courage and then give birth. I have to give birth and in the process of that and being courageous and overcoming my fear. Exactly. Where do you think that fear came from? Dude, I have no idea. I think it has to do with like pressure and like needles and... Uh, pressure what do you mean by pressure like pressure because even if like you're numb you're feeling the pressure of that oh okay i see when i got my toenail removed i was literally about to cry because of the pressure even though you couldn't feel like pain like the stinging or anything like that but it was the pressure yeah it just i you don't know what's gonna happen you could literally die i mean that's not likely we have modern (laughs) medicine 2023 going into 2024 modern (laughs) medicine is good folks don't worry about it (laughs) but it's so terrifying also like you tear yeah, it's. I mean, it, the thing is, it's a valid fear. It really is yeah. valid. It's valid. And it's painful. It does not look like a good time. I know that, like, mm-hmm. after everything, it'll be worth it. But the whole point is, I'm not going to just have the courage one day, so then I do it. Right. It's I have to do it and develop the courage. Like, courage is an action, in a way. No, but very much so, courage is an action. Courage is, is taking the action. And uh, yes, I know you'll, you'll be good in that moment. Whenever it comes, you'll be all right. Um, but it kind of goes back into that one episode that we have talked about before of fear of the unknown. Yeah. Because you haven't had kids yet. So I definitely think that's just, playing into your fear. Absolutely. And then people say it's fine after, but we'll find out. Because <laughs> it's a traumatic it. experience, right? It is. Birth, it is. of course. It is. And, and something I often work with people on is overcoming their trauma and very obviously and very valid it's very fearful to do that people are very mm, they know they need to do it but it's a very scary thing they're almost afraid to do it and i i think and i tell people i'm like i want you to envision between me and you you're on the side that you're at in the current state that you're at and on my side is like the relief that you've been wanting Mm-hmm. Or whatever you've been wanting. In between us, there's an infinitely long swamp. 
That's disgusting. And in order to get to the other side, you have to walk through the swamp. There's no way around it. And so courage is saying, you know what, this is going to suck, but I'm going to do it anyways. Mm. And, and when you overcome that trauma, it's very scary, but the attribute of courage is developed in the process. Of going through the swamp? Yes, not before. Mm-hmm. And clearly it's very scary. Mm-hmm. And like I'm on the other side coaching you and guiding you, right? It's almost like that blindfold exercise where someone's telling you where to go. Yeah. And it can feel really scary and gross in the swamp. But if you keep walking, you get to the other side. And then you look back and that's when the sense of pride comes. That's when you, that you feel that sense of courage, that sense of overcoming and sense of peace and all those things that you want. Mm -hmm. But if you stay fearful, you stay on that same side of the swamp that you've always been on. So do you think in your experience, um, do you think the swamp gets bigger and dirtier and grosser the longer that you put off overcoming your trauma? Or I should say, is it processing or overcoming? What do you, I guess it's there's processing, two questions. Kind two of questions processing. There. It's more so processing um, and getting to a place where it's not affecting your day-to-day life and your functioning and engagement with other people. Okay. So yeah, going back to that first question then, do you think that the length of the swamp, the length of the processing, the depth of the processing um, gets longer, the longer that you put off processing your trauma? Um, no, but you're prolonging pain and suffering. Yeah. And like delaying. Yeah. Yeah. You're pretty much just delaying the relief. And so it could get worse, but the reason it would be getting worse is because of other life events. You're no longer able to maintain relationships because of something that has happened. You're no longer able to manage your finances because of X, Y, and Z. You're losing family relationships because of because of it. So it could, but the thing is the, the trauma itself or the situation that's distressing itself is done. Mm-hmm. You've already been through the worst of it. Yeah. That's something I remind people of like, you've already conquered it. We're just getting it unstuck. And so it's the act. And But going back to courage, it's, I will say, I'm just thinking, I'm just like in process right now. I will say the, the fear grows the more you put it off. Mm-hmm. Because you're training your brain to say that is actually something for me to be afraid of. Mm-hmm. Think about it. You're standing at the top of a diving board. If you just walk up there and jump off, that, right. it's not that scary. The longer you look over and you look down, the scarier it gets. Right? Asking a girl out or a guy out. If you just walk up and ask, it's much easier. Versus right. if you just stand there and stare at them for like... Like ripping off the band-aid. Yeah. Just rip off the band-aid. And start working. Yeah. And, um, and so that's what I would say. So in a way, it could get scarier interesting yeah uh, because that 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 neural pathway is being reinforced yeah that's that's a that's an interesting point and i think we encourage all to begin the process of healing begin the process of processing mm-hmm. <laughs> your trauma there um because you, you, you don't it. want it to you are so deserving of yeah. freedom from that yeah and I also think it's important for people to realize that fear can be a really good thing. 
a really good thing. And for example, if something is life-threatening, I pray that you are fearful. <laughs> like you see a bear, grizzly bear. So hopefully you're fearful. Yeah. If you see a bear coming your way, please be afraid. Yeah. If you're not, we have a bigger fish to fry. Um, and, and so it has a really great purpose. And so the rule of thumb I give people to go by is if something truly warrants fear, you won't have time to think about it. You will, your body will just jump into action and take over those animal instincts will just take over that mm -hmm. adrenaline will take over. And so if you're actually in a place of fear, you won't even have time to think about it. Very life-threatening fear, I should say. Yeah, fight or flight, sympathetic nervous system, jumping in, kicking in. Yeah. And I also will say there can be a, a, a sense of fear, and this comes with like emotional intelligence, being able to differentiate between types of fear, right? So say you're in a relationship and you're like, do I want to marry this person or not? Is the fear of a fear of like, I don't know what everything's going to look like, or is it a fear of, this person really isn't good for me and I know it deep down. What's that sense of, a, of e unease about, right? And so that kind of just takes a little bit of emotional intelligence. And we're going to do a whole episode on that coming up in the future. So stay tuned on that. But, and it, the, the moral of the story is fear isn't a bad thing. It serves a great purpose, but we're talking about when it gets out of control. Exactly. And uh, I really like this, this uh, thought that we have. It is... It's not about overcoming your fear, but I, I visualize myself. You, you grab your fear out of the air, you grab it, put it in your pocket and you start to walk with it. Yeah. Just walk alongside with your fear. That's because courage. It, yeah, exactly. That is courage. The courage is literally the act of putting your fear in your pocket and walking with it, not overcoming it really. Um, you know, starting a business, we're still fearful, you know, at all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At many times, which is saying maybe not at all times, at many times, um, we're fearful. And so it really is this this visual of putting it inside your pocket and walking with it. Mm -hmm. Interesting quote that, that I think John Wayne, right? Yeah. Courage is being scared to death, but saddling up anyway. Yeah. Get on that saddle and, and just uh, move forward. It really just is so simple. Saddle up. Saddle up. Boys go and girls, let's go. <laughs> just go for it. And also going back to that swamp analogy, take that that fear, put it in your pocket and go through the swamp. Right. Put it there. You know, it's there. It's okay for it to be there. That means you're going outside of your comfort zone. That's not a bad thing. Totally. But saddle up. <laughs> and let's go. And let's Start go. the rodeo. Um, there's this also, this interesting, uh, and, um, what do they call them? Acronym. Um, <laughs> what do you call them? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what was the word for that? But it's the acronym and it's f for fear. And it's finally exiting average reality. And so the question that I want to propose rhetorically to both of us here is what if we could use fear as a feeling of reassurance that we're doing something worthwhile or that we're on the right path and, and a good type of fear, right? Mm -hmm. Fear of taking a risk, um, fear of, oh, am I doing something right? If you feel that fear, like, dang, this is intimidating or this is a lot, you know, lean into that fear and use it as reassurance that maybe you're doing the right thing in your life. Mm -hmm. And ask yourself, when was the last time you felt fear because you were trying to do something that took courage? Yeah. Something we was like our mantra when we first started this business was lean into it. It's uncomfortable. This is what hard feels like. Lean into it. Don't be afraid of it. Lean into it. Embrace that. 
Mm-hmm. Right now it's like this. What will be like next? We don't know. <laughs> but right now it's like this. And you just lean into it. And and the really the driving force behind fear is avoidance. You're trying to avoid something. Mm-hmm. And courage is engaging. Going ahead anyways. Yeah. And that is something to really be aware of and to remember. That is something to highlight. Wow, that that gets me motivated and fired up. Fear is avoidance. Courage is moving forward, embracing, walking, movement. Yeah. That is that is powerful, right? That is profound. It is fear is avoidance. Courage is walking forward. That is something to think about. It is something to think about. Think about even in the most life-threatening situations, you're avoiding a threat. Yeah. Holy crap, guys. Are you guys fired up? Because I'm fired up. <laughs> we're talking also, do you have something to say? Nope. Okay. But we're talking courage to do the right thing. Yes. That is something that is so needed in this world. Yes. And you want to be the person that does the right thing when the right thing needs to be done and standing up for what is right and what you believe in. Um, and that is courage to its core. That is. Mm-hmm. Um, having the courage to stand alone. When everybody else is doing who knows what. Mm-hmm. You put your own name to that as you will. But when I think about someone who has the courage to do the right thing, I think about my brother. Um, and some backstory on my brother. His name is Mason. He was someone that was an early bloomer. So he was really tall and really strong and just kind of like a beast of a human from a young age. He still is, but especially at a young age, he blew all the other like teenage boys out of the water Mm -hmm. in terms of like strength and size. And he was a hockey player and there, the hockey, the boys clearly would get rambunctious and there were a few people on his team that didn't quite fit in that were different. And of course, by teenage default, they were picked on pretty harshly. And there was a time that it was happening in the locker room and Mason, remember he's a big guy, kind of got in the guys that were picking on the other people. The bullies. The bullies. Yeah. He got in their face and told them to knock it off. And they did. Because Mason's a really big teddy bear, but he also has a kind of a and like strong presence. Especially at that age. And he he just said, You knock it off right now, and like really got in their face about it. And they did. And Mason isn't the type to ever say anything to my mom about like, hey, yeah, this happened in the locker room. But fast forward, a mom on the hockey team, the boy who was picked on, told his mom what happened. And she goes and tells my mom, hey, thank you so much. Can you tell Mason thank you so much? That meant so much to my son that he stood up for him and they never picked on him, at least in front of Mason's presence again. Yeah. And that is something that is so, so cool that, and I think about all the time of, you can be that person that stands up for the underdog. You can be the person that stands up and says, hey, this isn't okay. And, you know, 
none of the teenage boys really talked about it. And probably the boy that got picked on really didn't say anything much about it. But it meant a lot. And so you never know the impact that your courage is having on the people around you. Yes, 100%. And uh, our society is becoming afraid to be that person who stands up for what is right in the situations that warrant it. Mm-hmm. That uh, as a society, we're getting afraid to stand up to the bully. And in this, in this saying, you know, insert whatever you want into, into bully there. You know, whether you believe in the evil of the world or if it's the, uh, I don't know, people that, you know, that are just not doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. That's who we need to stand up to. And, you know, don't be the type of person who is the bully, who is the evil, who is the, the wrong, the, the adversary of the world. But stand on, stand on the right side and be the person who has that courage to stand up for what is right. And that's what we want to be. That's who we're trying to be. That's who we're trying to become. And we encourage you guys as well to join us in that fight and the people who are standing up like Mason and like the other people in the world who do stand up to the bully instead of to the adversary. And I, and also, I don't know if he was fearful in that time to stand up or not, but regardless, he saddled up anyways. Mm-hmm. And he stood up for what was right. Even if you're scared, you have to saddle up and stand for what's right. Because that's what's important. That's what you're going to care about at the end of the day. Totally. And you can look back on and those moments. They build. And if you can be courageous in these small moments, I mean, you know, young, young boy, teenage, whatever it was, not only was it a small moment maybe in that time, but those things build, you know, throughout your life. And maybe being able to look back on those courageous moments and be like, well, frick, like I am a courageous person. Yeah. And I do stand up for what is right. And and you reaffirm the that that mentality of, no, I do stand up for what is right. And I do stand up for courage. Right. And it also just builds a sense of self of, and, and you don't realize it. And a, the therapeutic clinical term is the adaptive network and belief system that you have. Mm-hmm. So the next time you are fearful and you are feeling paralyzed, you can draw upon these experiences where you were courageous and you know that it will be okay. It helps you over that adaptive network, helps you overcome the negative fearful network, which is really cool. Um, but let's get into some practical steps for these people. Okay, wrap it up. Practical steps. Let's do it. Okay. First and foremost, you have to ask yourself, what are you actually afraid of? What's going on? What are you afraid of? Is it an actual legitimate thing to be afraid of and fearful of? Or is it something that you need to be and you want to overcome and work through. Yes. So it's very important that you would diagnose exactly what it is that you are afraid of. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And give as much time as you need to think about it. Because sometimes we frame just fear in general. And when I was listening to um, a business expert, Alex Ramosi, very popular guy on social media and stuff. He has this thing where he, he talks about diagnosing what exactly you're afraid of. And it hit me in that moment. And he talks about, are you okay? You know, think about your fear and think about where that came from and all these things. And, you know, really diagnose where it is. And, and he gave this example as, are you just nervous that your mom's going to be, you know, worried that you're not going to be safe in this safe job or whatever it might be. And uh, he gave that example. And it was like, just hit me. I was like, honestly, we can really boil our fear down to these, these like one-off things. Maybe it's we're afraid that, you know, our friends are going to make fun of us if we fail or that, you know, 
the girl that we're trying to get after, you know, is going to think we're weird or I don't know, whatever it is. Right. Like when we really diagnose where exactly it is that we're afraid of, we really do it. It's like, you're afraid of that? Or I'm afraid of that? Like, what am I doing? What do you mean I'm afraid of that? Right. It, the more specific you can get, the easier it is to overcome it. Much easier. And so once you've I truly diagnosed, identified what is it that you are afraid of, you're going to do this second thing. You're going to reframe. You're going to mentally reframe your fear. And you're going to do this down, do this by breaking it down and asking a lot of questions. Okay. So for example, you think, if I fail, what if my friends don't like me anymore? Okay. First of all, is that thought helpful? No. Are they really my friends if I fail and they still don't want to be around me? No. Do I want to live my whole life and not chase my dreams? No. Yeah. And so as you start to break down and ask these different questions, it's easier to see, okay, like, even if that does come to fruition, that fear does come to fruition, I don't care anyways. Mm-hmm. That person's not my friend. That's not helpful to be thinking like that. My people are going to gravitate towards me and I want to do something meaningful with my life. And so that is how you overcome it. Oh, what if I look stupid? Well, you're not the first and you're not the last to look stupid. So might as well embrace it. Right. (laughs) And, and kind of just framing things down in a way that helps you overcome that fear because Majority of the time, our fears are not needed. Yep, totally. And they're very valid, and it's understandable why they're there. But just break it down. Break it down. Just break it down. Break it down by asking a lot of questions. And then the last one is saddle up and do it anyways. Courage is being scared to death, but saddling up anyways. I hate to say it, but it's like the pull yourself up by your bootstraps. <laughs> Sometimes you got to do <laughs> pull it. Pull yourself up by bootstraps. Let's get after it. <laughs> yeah. And so, and, and honestly, sometimes you just got to go. If you're thinking too much, that's probably half the problem. You start got to start acting. Start doing. Get out of your thinking and into your acting. Let's do it. Yes. So 